right, episode 16, Slaufeg Radio. This is Adrian, and we have... Starship, uh, no, Scalzi here, and... Uh, very special Starship. guest this week, we have Mr... Hey, I'm Harry Cantwell. Nice to be here. Thanks Harry for having me. Harry Cantwell is here. <laughs> Can you believe it? Our former drummer. Back former drummer. Former skinsman. Or six years or seven years or something like uh, that. Buffalo. No, what was my Buffalo St. James. Yeah, Buffalo St. James. <laughs> Creamsicle. Creamsicle Cantwell. Cantwell. Buffalo St. James yep. was his uh, stage name for two days, I think. Mm-hmm. And we discovered that we we came up with that riding in it. We were, we were driving. I was driving in a van, you know, in the van, and you were you got him and Angelo were asleep. Yeah. On your first tour with us, right? <laughs> I don't remember what. I remember what the why was. because you were. Didn't you used to have a fringe, uh, like a Daniel Boone jacket? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think you were wearing a Daniel Boone jacket, and <laughs> I was like, I would have worn. Yeah. I called you like in <laughs> right, yeah. four in the morning or something. Everybody's passed out, but we're sitting there talking, <laughs> making jokes, you know. And I was like, all right, there, Buffalo Cantwell or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I called you something like that. <laughs> yeah. You were like. No, wait, wait. Let me. Th- I remember you're like, let me think. <laughs> the stage name Buffalo yeah. St. James. Let's workshop this. Well, because it sounds like St. some James. guy from 1973 that's totally. on the front yeah. of a. You need like a handlebar mustache, like some yeah. like round glasses. And one of those Civil War hats <laughs> yeah, that, now, that now leather daddies wear. But there's yeah, yeah, yeah. So Buffalo St. And then Creamsicle, James I think, came from the the drums. The orange and white drum set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Creamsicle yeah, that's off. right. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that drum set? Well, that's why it ended up orange and white, because one of them fell off. And we went to Sam one That's of the right, many freeway yeah. accidents Slaufeg has had where equipment has gone flying into the, uh, <laughs> into the freeway. Uh, Orhammer's a misfortune as well. But this one, of course, just like two of the, of the three accidents we've had of that sort, have been within the city limits of San Francisco mm-hmm. on the 280 freeway. And uh, an, orange, an orange rack tom was fatally destroyed yeah. into the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you still have that drum set? I do. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's down in San Jose. It's the it's the Bozdenage uh, practice set. Nice. Yeah, it's and still going you, strong. What are you playing at your other um, practice space? Pardon? What what kind of kit are you playing at your other space? I got like a, uh, it's like a DW Collectors. Nice. Wow. Yeah. 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 Damn, dude. That a, that's, the, that's a thing, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on, man. <laughs> Good for yeah. you. Uh, yeah, I use that one for the... Uh, for the succumb stuff. Nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. Harry, real pro. Harry's currently in uh, two, two other active bands, pro right? Succumb and Bozdenage. That's right, yeah. Bozdenage has been together for many years now. Yeah, I think since before I joined Slaufeg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you joined Slaufeg when in 2007. Yeah. And you and uh, you had a cassette out that yes. Aesop Decker put out. That's right. Black yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me, but he said, oh... Uh, I know that guy. He's yeah. in this band that I put out. I didn't know what was going on with that, but it, yeah, he put cassettes out of you guys. I think when I first, uh, in 2007, I think when I first joined, I think the band had kind of broken up. And then we got, we kind of, yeah, after right. I'd that's been in right. Slaffer for yeah. a couple of years, yeah. we kind of rekindled it and, yeah. and now it's still going. And so uh, how many, uh, you have any current records on uh, Bozdenage right now? Sorry? Do you have any current albums of Bozdenage? Uh, the last album was... God, time has lost all meaning. I think it was last year, year before, maybe 2018. What was it called? It's called Further Still. And what label did it come out on? On the Flenser. <laughs> okay, cool. Right and on. there was eight tracks on it, I think. Cool. How'd it do? 44 minutes in length. How'd it, how'd uh, it do? How'd it do on the charts? How did? How many copies did you sell? I think we, I think yeah, we broke yeah. even. Good, good. That's, yeah. that's, wow, that's, that's all you can ask. How's that? We, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it did. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. You know, I know isn't it weird when someone says, "How'd your album do?" Yeah. These days, you're like, "What? How do you 
rate that? I how mean, like you five calculate that. people on the internet liked it, which might mean that Spotify. Yeah, 5,000 people you, liked it or five people liked how it. How do you know. possibly gauge that? How did yeah. it do? Even if you sold a lot of them compared to other bands, it would seem like, well, is that... Spotify and iTunes tracks all that stuff, I don't man. know what it means to sell I've a I've never looked at that information. It's not about yeah, selling yeah. Well, units. It's about how many... Plays you get or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't know. How many streams, man? On YouTube, I can see. Oh, we had like you know ten thousand hits or something. That's good, you know. Or or maybe, is that right? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I I remember looking at you know how many people saw it, but I don't remember what the numbers are. Yeah, I I I got the impression that our previous album did had a little got a little more traction than our last one did. Hmm. But you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah, Yeah. it's impossible to tell. Yeah. And how and about Succumb? What's Succumb doing? Succumb is, uh, we're going to record in January, actually. We, we finished, um, I was telling Mike this off air before we started, but uh, um, we, finished, uh, we finished writing an album, which we've been spending ages writing, and uh, right before the lockdown started. So a couple months ago, we finally started working on it again. And yeah, we're, we booked time in January to record. Um, it's just going to be a, the band is sort of like a first album is kind of a murky death metal kind of thing, and the new one's a little bit techier, a little bit cool. techier, crazier, all right, faster, <laughs> what do you grindier. Mean Wait, what's techier? You like mean technical? There's, like, there's technology. Oh, tech. Yeah, tech- technology was no, used in the recording of the album. Like, yeah. like techie. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, no, yeah, techie. We're gonna wear uh, like Facebook polo shirts while we. Oh, you're gonna wear a hoodie, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. You probably are. No, a little more tech. You on the probably technical already side. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for the intro music today, um, we heard uh, this was a nocturne number four in C minor. Mm. That was a uh, little thing that I put out a couple of years ago. I did a, a CD called Four Nocturnes and Two Scary Stories. Ooh, yeah, spooky. came out in 2018 on Berry Sausage label again. And uh, thankfully, Harry brought a bunch of content for us yeah. to deal with um, today, uh, this evening, which is October 5th. The 5th. Of yes, 2020. Is, baby. Yeah. We yeah. are definitely in the Sam Samhain is nigh. Yeah. Samhain is nigh. Mm. So uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, of, first track of, that like you that. were going to play here. Uh, I Well, I decided to only to go vinyl only, so it kind of... Uh, Which we love. Yeah, it helped me... I thought otherwise I would spend all day trying to decide what I was going to bring, but vinyl helped me kind of <laughs> kind of manage that. So I kind of wanted to, uh, I don't know, I brought a mix of stuff that I've been listening to recently and also s- stuff that I thought would appeal to fans of Slaufeg, yes. I guess. Yeah. So this is, the first song is a Fairport Convention song um, called Tan Lin, Tan Lin, Tan Lin. Tan Lin, Tan, sounds about yeah, right. something yeah. like that. Uh, I had to choose between that and there's a song called Crazy Man Michael on it. <laughs> Which was tempting, oh but this song I think is better. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's great. It's just like I don't know, mid '60s yeah. folk rock, British. Ooh. I feel like during the appeal to Slavic fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is yeah. off of the uh, Liege and Leaf. Liege and Leaf. Yeah. Liege and Leaf. Yeah. Album came out folk on folk rock '60s. Yeah, I've had a Island b- Records. Oh. Yep. I sort of had a had a big conversation about that with a guy who was there. In guy LA. who's there, guy man. Guy who's there for the, you know, the the, the folk scene was strangely in a lot in L.A. Mm. in the '60s. I mean, it was in New York too, of course. There's mm. no catalog uh, but, number on this. Um, or it was <laughs> here as well. But it started a lot of that in the really early '60s. And I was talking to my friend Frank, who's in his '80s, who was down in L.A. from '59 to 
Frank from like the 21 70. Club? No, no, no. Oh. Different guy. He's like in the 70s, yeah. And he was telling me about the begin, the very beginning of the folk rock scene in mm-hmm. L.A. And then eventually how he ended up seeing all these bands like The Doors and Alice, Co- early Alice Cooper. That's and cool. how they all thought it was a, they were a joke, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, everybody did who saw those. Well, the, Why did you think it was a joke? Because it was like such like. Well, The Doors because they were so schlocky. Posturing the, rock and roll. It was such posturing. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. said, oh, I saw The Doors in, at the Whiskey A Go-Go in yeah. 1965 or 6 or whatever it was. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. He was a little. He was like maybe thirty. Boring. He was a guy who'd been in the art scene and stuff forever, and he was like, "Yeah, they look just like a a bunch of posers, you know." It was like, and I'm like, I figure that's the image. They're just an image band. I mean, I like the Doors actually. You can imagine too, like someone like Jim Morrison, that really relies on being famous. Yeah, that that whole image. If you're out there like and no one cares, that's gonna look. Yeah, yeah, but very yeah. Yeah. So, but then we started talking about the folk scene, and I got into this thing. I was like. Do you remember, because I, for some reason I've thought about this recently, uh, I remember this sort of style. You had these folk bands, like that's really traditional ones, like the Kingston Trio and stuff like yeah. that. But then you had these ones that the only, the only uh, sort of this satire folk stuff that only took place, I would say, for the first half uh, of the early 60s, or the first half of the 60s. It went into the late 60s, but it was sort of mostly forgotten. Folk satire. The Smothers Brothers are the only thing that anybody remembers. Okay, of that, that, sort. that name I know, but I don't really know anything about. So they it. had a TV show, and it was all satire, sort of political folk. Okay, there was a lot of political folk. Bob Dylan, of course. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But like, where it's all satire, where the songs are all these sort of. Is this where that our <laughs> friendly neighborhood KKK <laughs> yeah, that kind sure, of stuff? Yeah. Who's that guy on uh, who like pops up on like PBS who plays piano? Is he kind of that kind of like Mark, Vic, Mark Victor Russell Borg or, or something? <laughs> He's the Tom dude who Blair, does like a lot of yeah, satire. No, it's not. Yeah. Th- those guys were satire guys from the 50s and 60s. Okay, yeah, but yeah. anyway, folk satire, like the Mitchell Trio. Ooh. I saw a Mitchell Trio. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. I saw a Mitchell Trio album on the street a while ago, and I almost picked it up, but yeah. COVID, I was, it was a while. I was like, oh, I don't want to touch that. Featuring right. Mitch Mitchell? No. Uh, actually, you know it's Adrian? You know it's featuring? Uh, featuring. Mitch, oh, what was his name? Something Mitch, I don't know. Sing along with Mitch. Um, I can't remember his name now, but they they were they were like one of those satire groups, and you can see old videos of them on YouTube singing like your friendly friendly neighborhood KKK and all this. They were a folk <laughs> group with the traditional style, the banjo and the this and the that, you know. Yeah. But there's three guys in suits going like singing these silly lyrics about racism and fascism and stuff. But and it would have been like the subjects style. of the day, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. And and it was really funny about it is towards the end of the of that band. Uh, one of the guys quit, and then uh, John Denver filled oh. uh, 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 was in the Mitchell Trio for like less than a year, and then wow. he became a huge famous folk singer <laughs> himself. He doesn't do anything but sat in any satire at all, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what I watched yeah. the video, and I was like, "That's John Denver." But wow. that that style, but uh, is, is completely forgotten, I think. So I've completely sidetracked us from yeah, anything. What were they called? The Mitchell it. Brothers? Isn't that a the Mitchell Trio. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Mitchell Brothers. Is a, that's a, like, that's, that's a, a No, yeah, I used to go with a girl. We're Mitchell Brothers. Yeah. So okay, so we're gonna dig on the some Fairport port, Fairport convention. Fairport? Uh, port, here we go. Old port convention.
Bye. 
And turned him to a 
that was Pale Divine. Oh, wait. Oh, there you go. Pale Divine. That's yeah. Wait, that was Garrett Mutz's band. Was wasn't it? it? No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that was Sacred Steel. That was Tragedy, Tragedy Divine. So Pale Divine, this Steel is a from a record Divine. called Consequence of Time. Came out on Cruise Consequence Del Sur. Consequence of Time. Oh, yeah. Isn't Came everything a consequence of time? <laughs> sure Came is. out on Cruz del Sur Records. <laughs> I mean, the song was Satan in Starlight. I mean, if there are consequences, they have to be in time, right? Or they wouldn't be consequences. consequences it says of uh, 2020. Time. Yeah. Did this well, really I mean, come out? Well, there are consequences in come? time. Yeah, this came out this year. This is new. Yeah, oh, okay. this is, this is cool. Wow, we're in on. Everything's I've been a on consequence a spree. in time. But this is a consequence of time, of time itself, of time in general. In the wow, abstract, this has got a crazy base. Yeah, I mean everything's a consequence in time because sure. in order for something, everything's to be a consequence, in everything in time. Oh man, yeah, think about that. Everything's in everything in time. Yeah, right. In and in in bed, or <laughs> in. It, I mean, sorry, in and in and in. What are you in in in? in what are you trying to say? Black vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catalog number. About? That's out. Cruise we don't, we don't 376. That. That's, a, that's too much of a red herring. Yeah. What are you doing, Adrian? Are you reading the catalog number? He does that. He likes to do that. Yeah. Straight man. That straight is man. interesting. Straight man. Yeah. That is interesting. So wait. Everything is... It, so this is called Consequence of Time. That was the name of that yes. song. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. That's the name of the album. The, the album. song is called Satan and Starlight. Yeah. Consequence of Time is the album, and the song Satan is Satan and Starlight. Consequence of Time. That's a really weird thing to think okay, about. Can you think of something that's not a consequence of time? Well, no, yes, I can. What? You see, this is a... Co- okay, it. no, that, we just got it straight. A consequence in time, all consequences take place within time sure. because they couldn't be consequences if there wasn't time. They have it, to happen after it's something a, else. It's a, it happens after its antecedent condition. It's time. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a effect of, you know... Yeah. Uh, it's a consequent. It's a consequence, yeah. Uh, so it has to be in time. Uh, but well, well, what is the, what consequence is cons- of time... Yes, give us an example. that it happens... By means of the fact that there is time. Well, yes, we understand that. Give it us yeah. an example. But wouldn't well, everything be a consequence of time? A partial. Doesn't everything happen because of, because time has passed? Everything happens. One of the causes is time, not yeah. necessarily the only cause, but a necessary condition for consequences is time, as we just said. Mm. Therefore, everything is a consequence of time and many other things, perhaps. Yeah. So, how about an other example? Things that happen in time. How about an example of something that's not a consequence of time? Oh, good. Uh, maybe, well, this is when it gets tricky because the so singularity. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Okay, there are, there are, according to astrophysics and some science, if you want to call that, but it's really philosophy, of course. Science. Uh, <laughs> happen <laughs> outside of space and time. Okay? Yeah. Like a singularity or infinite density has to happen outside of space and time. Sure. Because the Big Bang and all that shit, you know, b- black holes, they can't take density? place in time. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Sure, man. like I understand what. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> they happen outside of space and time. Yeah, and and so the beginning there can't be, uh, so so uh, according to a lot of people, uh, consciousness itself, what it actually is, happens outside of time. Oh. Okay, so it's not a consequence of time; it is an antecedent cause to time. Okay, All okay. Right. Would something so like the Keep It True Festival convention? count as yeah. something that happens outside of time? Yeah. Keep It True? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it, it's I, almost I, like time hasn't passed. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an yeah. a priori, uh, uh, into, uh, it's an a priori condition of, or, or it's a, what do they you should, call it? They should change the name of the festival. The, the a priori condition, condition of, festival, of, time, yeah. of time, yeah, necessary yeah. for I found time. a poster from when we played um, Keep It True several oh, yeah? years ago. Yeah. Um, it w- I guess I had, I always ask the guys for posters and a dude gave me, uh, Ollie gave me this giant, like, I don't know. It's like five feet by three or four feet. It's pretty big. Wow. 
Yeah, if you guys want it. Subway poster. But anyways, that Fairport p- convention, I really like that stuff, man. That album is amazing. The whole thing is great. You know, I've I don't have very ma- I have two Fairport convention albums, and um, they're totally different lineup than this. I think the only person that's the same is like the the uh, Ashley Hutchings, I think. Well, San- the, the records with Sandy Denny are kind of like. I'm not an expert on the band, but from what I understand, Wait, that's Sandy kind of like Denny? she was the singer. Yeah. And she went on to be. S- she had a s- brief solo career after she died pretty young. No, I've heard her name. Yeah. yeah. But this was, I think this album is considered to be, someone might write in and correct you on this, but <laughs> I think Spencer. this is kind of considered to be one, like the first folk rock album. Don't like be the careful first album that like this is no place combined to be rock careful, music, yeah. like rock Say instrumentation it. with yeah, folk, yeah. like cool, electric man. guitars and drums. Yeah. Okay. It's great, great album. And I feel like more and more throughout this like, this like lockdown quarantine period, I'm constantly dreaming of living in the British countryside. So this is like the Dude, I've been watching like so many videos that about that stuff. We're talking uh, Grand Designs? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That and the Chateau. The, um, Detectorists. The, 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 the oh, Detectorists <laughs> is great. Oh, great show. It's <laughs> a great show. I was just talking about that yesterday with someone. With my mom, in fact. Oh, man, I wish they'd do more of that. There's oh, it's enough. such a good yeah, show. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Escape to the Didn't Chateau. Did you watch that? that? Yeah. I've seen Escape to the Country. Escape to the yeah, Chateau. Great. It's pretty Escape cool. Escape to the Chateau. Yeah. I love it. I love all that stuff. But then I watch a lot of um, Maureen Waiting and I for God have this dream of uh, narrow boating through the UK. Narrow boating. There's, oh. there's a series of Is that canals. A form of torture or something? No, there's, a se- there's a series of canals <laughs> that run through the UK that are very, very narrow that they u- used to use for shipping. Yeah. But since you know they don't do shipping by canal anymore, the canals are all still there. And there's people that have really narrow boats that live in these canals and just and you you can go all you can go all through Scotland and and through Sounds England great. and yeah in these weird yeah. canals. So so uh, that's been my dream lately. <laughs> sounds like a dream. I Narrow once, uh, boating, dude. That sounds like really like 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 some gross sex thing that happens in jail or something. Narrow boating. Really <laughs> narrow boated his ass <laughs> when he first got in here. Yeah. Don't yeah. ask. If you don't know what it is, don't ask. <laughs> okay, so Pale Divine. Say, Pal? yeah. You said they've been around since like the 90s. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I heard about the them 90s, yeah. when I first entered the underground yeah. grime rock They're uh, like a real like metal scene. Trad Pale Divine. Yeah. thought it was a weird name. They don't look too old. Pale Divine? Like what? Is that some sort of white supremacist thing or something? Whoa! <laughs> oh, it's not. Jeez. <laughs> does not endorse. I don't endorse. Oh, that we're not allowed to make jokes uh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, no, I think they're. I remember when I was first getting into, kind of traditional doom, kind of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. they're. I think they're kind of one of the traditional of the, doom. Yeah, one of the USA. What that mean? Like, that would be like. There's no growly vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the band whose name I'm forgetting now. Messiah Markle, you know. Uh, yeah, that would be. Uh, what the hell is the name of that band? Candlemass, yeah. Candlemass is yeah, traditional Candlemass doom. would be one That's of funny, because you think of traditional doom. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. But to me, doom, traditional doom is just Black Sabbath, you know. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's not true. That, that, that's traditional not doom. doom. They're a doom scene band. The doom totally, scene band yeah. is like Candlemass. Yeah. So I feel like traditional cold doom morning. now means. Yeah, yeah Cold Morning, of course. Yeah. Where there's clean, oh, yeah, they're reissuing that. Spooky vocals, and it is slow, and it is, yeah, and it's not emo crust whatever they gates <laughs> slumber stuff like that yeah 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 Same angelo bias. told me that they're re-releasing one of his cold morning um cds oh really yeah yeah i sent him a picture we were we exchanged pictures on the phone sometimes and uh he sent me some pictures of you exchange pictures on the phone uh, yeah because yeah, i haven't seen him for a while Sounds you know high tech dirty yeah. so what else you dirty got uh, what other wax yeah. did you uh, bring here today wax. harry uh i brought a lot um i probably brought too much but do you want me to give you another song there's never too much man okay too much is never enough. You, you didn't learn that in the seven whatever years in Slough Fag that you that you your tenure and stuff. That too much 
is never enough. I thought you would have known that by now. Oh, you've forgotten it, man. That's just that's our motto. Here, I I'll mean, throw this you know? your way. I brought this uh, God Thram album. Whoa. Which is uh, on Profound Lore, another little connection there. Hey, all right. Uh, and features, there's some kind of solstice connection. I think, uh, I want to say Hamish. Hamish Hamilton. Hamilton band. Let, me, let me check Double this. cross. Uh, let me check these liner notes here. Hamish has been expunged from the solstice history. Didn't you know that? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I think. He was a bad time lord. He who hasn't. expunged it. Uh, all right, let's see. Checking the. Uh, yeah, Hamish Glenn Cross. Hamish Glenn vocals, Cross. All guitars Wait, and bass. When is this? This just came out. Whoa! It's brand new, yeah. Oh, my God. It came God. out this year. Yeah. Oh. On Profound Lore. Uh, and the song that I selected. Whoa, I didn't know about that. I have written in my phone. We did do a gig with Hamish in 1999. Yeah. Uh, where he got a big bag of shit for. He was good, yeah. Uh, but it was that solstice. It was the lineup that did the uh, um, New Dark Age. And ah. he, he got a big bag of shit from so many people for wearing a, uh, um, was it not typo negative, but he wore he wore some popular metal band shirt on stage. Like, was it typo negative? I feel like it was more, it was less credible, uh, credible than that. No, it wasn't credible filth. It was, uh, oh, it was, it was like Zom Rob Zombie or something like that. Yeah. White Zombie? White Zombie <laughs> shirt on stage. Yeah, and every, Rich and everybody. Yeah, he was like, uh, Rich was over it. He was like, yeah, he just wears stuff like that. And, you know, Give me one second. I need to figure for, out which know. song I wanted to put on. I mean, we got a bag of shit because John wore a Cradle of Phil shirt. That's what I was thinking of. Do you remember that? Yeah. In the Twilight well, uh, I remember photo you mentioning it. promo and I've seen the sessions sure, that were in, yeah, uh, yeah that were in, um, you know, that English metal magazine that everybody used to get. Uh, what the hell is that called? Terrorizer. Terrorizer. Mm -hmm. And people gave me shit. They're like, you're, you know, in some German magazine. Like John has a lot of funny shirts, though. Hey, he yeah, he's like, your guitar player is wearing a Gradle of Phil shirt. Is, isn't that against the trends that you specifically talk about? You're <laughs> against and all that? Uh, or isn't that with the trend? Isn't that, like, being trendy and you talk all this shit about I remember it was funny because John yeah. used to have a winger shirt. Remember he had that winger yeah, shirt that he would that wear all the time? Oh, that was cool, <laughs> man. I'm like, dude. I thought the Cradle of Phil shirt was fine because I said, hey, man, you, you know, are you going to not wear that? Because... He is actually, he was sort of a fan of Cradle of Filth, and I'm like, well, yeah, wear it. I don't care if you wear it, you know, whatever you wear, as far as that goes. You well, know, whatever you wear, be a man about, about it. Oh, so he has to agree with me on my musical taste in order to be in my band, despite the fact that he's a great musician. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. And so then I, the Germans didn't like that because, you know, they wanted me hey, to Hey, you know what true. I saw? It's not true, you know. You know what I saw? A JC-related um, thing JC? on, on Instagram. <laughs> Is that John Cobbett? And yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and uh, my friend Tom, the British guitar player guy, yeah, yeah. they uh, did a Instagram guitar duel on uh, the Trot Out the Dead. Him and John? Yeah. Trot Out the Dead? Yeah, oh, they wow. did Trot Out the Dead on Instagram. It's, it's cool, man. Trot Out the Dead. What it's on uh, Locust Years. Oh, okay. It's a Hammers see, of Misfortune song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Trot Out the Dead. Mike used to be in a band called Hammers of Misfortune. Yeah, mm. it went Trot Out the Dead. That sounds familiar. Jamie and I sang it, but how did that... I don't remember the, how the, the, the guitar the intro dead. has a oh yeah I used to know how to play that of course you of course I did you guys played that live I saw you no I know yeah 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 try out the dead I can't remember the the verse I usually remember everything yeah Jamie and I sang that yeah that's when that's when wait so they did a you guys did try out the dead at the the Great American Music Hall I'm sure oh yeah that was that that era that that form of the band but he did. Wait, so you mean they played Trot Out the Dead with each other, like to see who could use it as a contest to see? 
No, that was Patrick. But by that time, you weren't even in the. No, band no, I'm talking time. about. You said they did. Who did try your friend? Uh, John and my friend, my friend Tom, the the, the yeah, crazy guitar player. Yeah, it, it, they did. Well, you said it was a, it was a shred contest. Or Instagram. Something? They had a shred, an Instagram shred off. <laughs> no, no. What, why were they playing on Instagram together? What's this? Because um, they both play heavy metal guitars, no, I, and and I think they wanted to do a trot out that day. I think Tom were they playing to, it together. Well, it was one of those things where, like, this, uh, the, the square within a square. Oh. Uh, this is very confusing. Yeah. Yes, it is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. You know how when they have, like, a square within a square, like a scene within sure. a scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diagram, you know, it, it was it? like, yeah. yeah, it was Was like it the switching back and forth, so you'd watch one person for a minute and then watch another person for a I second? think it was pretty much the same the whole time, but it was yeah. rad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of shredding, like, guys on Instagram doing their, I guess. Yeah, I didn't I know anything about this, that. but my friend Josh does it all the time, and he finds these kids who go, who are, like, these prodigies on Instagram, yeah. and he tries to out-shred them and records himself doing... Uh, what one of those guys we talked about? We're gonna Lucy we're gonna have Tom here, and we're gonna oh do yeah, a, sure. full, we a full do, yeah. a full episode of, of him shredding playing. versus wanking. Oh, oh good, wow. good, good. And we're well, gonna really talked about this weeks ago. That's we're gonna really I'm delve. Not a I'm we're not gonna a delve deeply into. We're not just gonna dabble. We're not we're just gonna, gonna dabble. dabble. Yeah. No more dabbling. No more dabbling. We're gonna, we're gonna delve. Delve. We are delving into wanking. Delvers. Wanking and shredding. What's what's the difference? I mean, we really need to point out. What's a conceptual distinction? But that's a coming. That's a. My initial thought is that shredding is pure technical ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanking is is kind of looser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shredding takes place I, only you know. on a on a uh, with a whammy bar on a you know an Ibanez or a Charvel or one of these guitars, that, <laughs> and it involves fan picking and sweeping yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas wanking, yeah, is much like Angus Young could wank. If I he imagine chose shredding to do is so, like, you know. yeah, and then like, wanking yeah. is like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I'm go. a wanker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not a shredder. There's sure. no way you could call. I me would a much shredder. rather hear wanking myself. Oh, I've heard a lot so of people I, call yeah. you a wanker. Actually, yeah, I'm way more of a wanker. I'm not a shredder. Me and Angela are both wankers and. There have been no shredders like in Slaufeg, unless you want to call Chris Hay one. But no, no, there aren't so, any shredders. So, um, what's this record again? You okay, got over so here? This is Music. Yeah, this this uh, this band is called God Thrym. This is their first album. God. And what? yeah, Hamish Glencross. I didn't know this until I just looked at the liner notes, but I guess played pretty much everything on it except yeah. for the drums. It is track two, on side A. I'm not sure which side is side A. This is confusing. You know, I, I hate when they do that. Yeah. It's very. It's a very. We do that too. Everyone does it. Sometimes it has a little. It's highly irritating. Oh, I think this is side A. Okay. Okay. This is beautiful, uh, blue and white marble. Yeah, that's all right. It's definitely like. A little solstice. I'm getting sick of that colored vinyl that that's not like transparent. I Dude, never we like, do that too. I know, and that's why I'm sick of it. No, <laughs> I never like non. I like tra- if you're gonna color your vinyl, it should be transparent. It just. I, d- I prefer like. Just like a yeah, clear green or something. Yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, the clear yeah, is the only way to do yeah. it. Clear anything. You know? I I just, that, All that, this marbling and Yeah, marbling looks like shit. Like that one, we clear, have that one lollipop blue, record, you know? It looks like terrible. Yeah. All of our colored vinyl is like Pepto-Bismol or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, what's the name of this band again, Harry? God Thrym. God Thrym? God Thrym.
the house band at Nightbreak under the name Toyn. The house band. That's how long we've been together. Wow. We were a house band. The house band where? No, the Nightbreak. <laughs> no, we played there so often that, uh, that uh, more blues. than anybody, more than, more than, uh, what did the guy say? The guy, the sound man told us. You where, wait, what, what, what are we talking Nightbreak about? Nightbreak on Hate Street. Was Nightbreak? It, that, you know, it's way before you ever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Never even heard of that. This is in the school, 90s, school. bro. The golden <laughs> oh, 90s. Oh, yeah. This is when the, the guy there, it was not anything to be proud of. He's like, the sound man who was totally bright. You guys have played here more than any band ever, even Faith No More. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and he said it like, I'm sick of doing sound. Yeah, for like you. it's not a compliment. No, it wasn't a compliment <laughs> at all. Because you know? back then we could do nothing but play gigs before we hit the, hit the, uh, the underground, the heavy, oh, another the metal connection on that heavy one. metal underground. Before you took the. Uh, Metal underground world by, world by a storm. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was right, a yeah. band called Troll. Before we, we we got Harry Cantwell, who had his finger on the pulse mm. of mm -hmm. the. That <laughs> was on Shadow Kingdom Records. <laughs> the underground metal scene. Yeah. Another uh, yeah, another underground metal scene released in 2018. Well, I thought that was this year. I guess it was 2018. Oh, 2018. Yeah. What's the uh, catalog number on that, Adrian? What was that again? Who was that? That again? was Troll. And the Troll, reason that, yeah, the reason yeah. I brought it in is because I got it in the mail. I ordered it from Shadow Kingdom Records. Oh, you also actually, released oh, a little compilation the called from them. Okay, okay. Slay Stack Grows. You're the one who actually... Wait, what? A little label that released the Slay oh, Stack yeah, you're Grows. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I got it, and the sticker on the front said, for fans of Paul Bearer, Warning, and Black Slough. Sabbath, and Slaufey. Oh, yeah. Oh, my they God, like and it comes with, lot, a, yeah. with a giant glossy Oh, well, it's got a glossy. <laughs> I don't think I even noticed that. Oh, Look I know that. that. It's got a, yeah, it's yeah, a I didn't giant glossy black and white photo. Someone had to do it. Someone had to close control. So Four this is handsome looking devils. Yeah, and it's officially advertised as an album that is for fans of Slapping. What are you saying? That's yeah, lovely. it said it on the sticker on the front. Where's our where do I, where's my burrito? I should get some kind of kickback from that. You man. should using our name for advertisement. Mm -hmm. Tim, Take it up with Tim, Tim McGrogan. Tim McGrogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take it up with Tim. He's using it all so he can go back to Pittsburgh and go on a fucking coke blast for for six days yeah, or whatever no, while listening find a to catalog number. Well, you guys owe him for his <laughs> traveler LP that went what that went missing at that show. What show? Didn't someone accidentally sell his Traveler LP that he put Oh! Uh, <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs> what, he put it down on the table yeah, to be yeah. signed? Am I remembering that right? I think Angela told me that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did he do? He put it down on the... Do you remember I that? I think he maybe brought it to be signed or something. Was she and there? Then it, I went, no, it was before I was in the band. But Angela told oh. me about it. <laughs> he put it down. Remember that? No, I don't remember. Tim McGrogan put, like, a, from... Yeah, Shadow Kingdom. He put a Traveler album... Oh, he bought it that day or something. And he put it down on the table or he wanted to sign it. I don't know what happened. And... And someone, okay, you leave it down on the merch table. It's gonna get sold, dude. Hey. So he laid it on the merch table and walked away, and then mm -hmm. it got sold. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was the that was the Chicago trip when we played uh, the time we were when we were you know the, maybe one of the early time like maybe the second time we were in Chicago or something with like Greg or Ruben or whoever was on drums. Obviously, it wasn't Harry's. It was way back then. That was the time I was like trying to make time with some chick in this room at a party. Make time. Well, you know, I was like, <laughs> what do you want to say? I was trying to dig on this chick. That's no, just a very uh, I don't know. It's an old very rat pack way. way to say that. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's why I said it. Yeah, <laughs> trying to make and some time. I was being, I was being like, I was like, hey, yeah. mm -hmm. and I was no, I, I was, I was hanging out with Shirley MacLaine, trying to make time with her, and <laughs> and by God, I said, uh, you know, and, and then you know, I was a, I wasn't about to make a move or something. I don't know. And there's no one in this room, and like Darren's, you know, one of those Bible devil guys, barbecue, you know, in this back room or whatever, and like, you back know, Tim McGrogan bursts through the door of that room, like. Hey man, what are you guys doing? You know, and I'm like, dude, McGrogan, yeah, yeah, making some time. Why don't we sold your traveler album. Anyway, oh, it's one of the many man. I'm just of time. kidding, Tim. We all love you. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah. I found the catalog number on that uh, album. It's S K R T six seven D L P. It's a great album, and you can order it now from ShadowKingdomRecords.com. Right. Are you getting kickbacks or something? We don't do any yet. I'm not at liberty to we say. It's amazing how few plugs we do on this show. That's how you make your money as, as podcasters, plugs? isn't it? Yeah. I would make a lot more money if I had plugs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's we haven't nice. figured out how to make money with a podcast yet. Yeah, You can. We'll get there. We're not allowed to. This is a non-profit, man. There's a, no, I mean, you need advertisers. I know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need, you need advertisers. Yeah. Where Tim McGrogan comes. You want to talk about some Tim McGrogan or some vintage clothes advertising? Yeah, sure. Or maybe some. Yeah, I could sell you. What could I sell you? So I got it. I have actually our record that we made together. Oh, hey, well, we made three records together. So well, this one for me is is pretty cool. Yeah, it was the the first one Harry made with us, so it was very. That's true. That's some energetic and crazy and momentous time for me. Yeah, for for Buffalo St. James. Yeah. Really, uh, for BSJ. So I remember when we were jamming. I don't remember anything about it. I remember when we were jamming on this song. um, uh, I remember you being very polite about the songwriting process. Really, Harry, at first. Yeah. And then you started being like, no, I think we should do this. But at first, you were very. But that makes sense. I probably was not. I was probably a little bit insecure about how involved I should be. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was I was asking for your advi- uh, opinion on on Ape Uprising. No, I actually that's not true. You're very polite, but you did have I remember Ape, I remember the song Ape Uprising being pretty Oh, maybe it was mostly pretty done. collaborative, I think. It was fluid. It was well, didn't we write some of I feel like Ruben? I I remember it was collaborative, yeah. yeah I, it was I one of our first very fluid writing processes yeah, yeah. where it started it, it was a long. It took us a long time to write that song, but we knew. I don't know how fluid it was, but it was it. fluid because we played through it enough times to where we knew it was going somewhere. Well, sure, yeah. We knew it was, it was going two somewhere. songs put together. Yeah. yeah, but we knew it was going it somewhere. It was a weld. And so <laughs> you know, it was cool to. It's one of the uh, original mashups. Juxtaposition. What year was this? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh wow! I think. I thought it was earlier. Oh no than no that. no! Wait. No, it wasn't two thousand nine. Two thousand eight. Was it? Perhaps. Maybe you it was joined in 2007. I did. 2009. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I joined in late 2007, so I guess that makes sense. And then 2008, sense. we toured endlessly. Oh, my God. Still the longest oh. tour I've ever been on. The it first is? tour we did. Oh, it is? Yeah, because it, it was like over a month. I was kidding, but it was, no, it was, yeah. what? It was a month? Yeah, yeah, the first tour we did was like a month Yeah, long. it was a long, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went to, for us. That was yeah. when we. And then we did another one after, yeah, we did tour quite a bit then, and we did it, and then we yeah. came back, and we did another one that same year without a record out, because. We were we were just on the Jarvis, we were just letting him. On that Jarvis train. Well, actually. Spalding as well, but, but um, yeah, we were uprising. Ep- uprising. Did we write some of that with Ruben, and then Harry came out? I, don't I, know. Know. I think no, something. I think there was some stuff that might have been already been. I feel yeah. like Spawn and Die. Oh, that's no, an old I, song, I right? That that's an old song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And maybe, no, maybe the Doom song might have kind of been. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, no, o- the Uprising was, was already. The Overborn was already done. Oh, that had been. That, that's Spawn and Die. Yeah, that's that was Spawn and Die. 1991. That had been. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that in yeah three seconds. Yeah, so it used to be called Spawn and Die, and then, then why did you change the name to I Overborn? I don't know. I don't remember. I really Mike, don't. Mike Scalzi? I don't know. Please well, answer the question, know. Mike. I don't know the answer to this question. Mr. Mike's John, Mr. John Connor. <laughs> I thought only uh, little okay, girls uh, so uh, this giggled. Uh, again, this came out in 2009. This is on Iron Codex Records from uh, Germany. This is catalog number Yeah, IK and then someone, someone like interviewed us about it. Uh, outside some place in uh, in uh, after outside of uh, Bert's Tiki Lounge over in the, uh, down in oh I have that video yeah I do, we're in New Mexico yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that video. and the guy goes 
Ape Revolt, your new album. And I was like, <laughs> that's awesome. It's a pretty I mean, good title, actually. It's pretty silly anyway. You called it Ape Uprising. So he was Ape like, Revolt. Ape Revolt. I was like, that's that's revolting. <laughs> I, I have that video somewhere. Yeah. I I, I, it's not but we were really kind much. of like all standing against a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not much yeah. to it yeah. in that video. Remember also, like the first one of the first shows in that tour in Salt, no, the Sword Tour, was it? I don't know. Salt Lake City. And some guy sat in the van with us, and he was it was your first tour, I think, and he was all like, you know, it seems like being in a metal band, it takes a lot of maturity. Do you remember that? Because <laughs> we were who talking about that? all these wingnuts we had in the band <laughs> who flaked or whatever, you know. Who on earth would say that? Some guy in Salt Lake City, everybody, you know, whatever. Yeah. Some Salt Lake That's City. Guy. So, yeah, we toured with the Sword in 2008. So, to late 2007. So, November, oh, okay. So, when we toured with the we Sword, we hadn't even made an album yet. Yeah. So, in okay. 2007. Yeah. You joined the band, and we went on tour around in Thanksgiving in that period somewhere. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, in November, which yeah. is kind of a weird thing, but we did it, and it was actually pretty good, I guess. I don't know. We played in New York. That was the long Staten tour. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, old yeah, were yeah. you in two thousand seven, Harry? Twenty-five, four. How long ago was that? Two thousand seven. Thirteen. Fourteen years. Fourteen. I am now thirty-seven. Oh, you were twenty. Minus. I thought you were in your mid twenties then, like twenty-five or something. I might. I might. I might have been younger than twenty-three. Or yeah, I was thirty-seven. Yeah, I must have been about twenty-three. Yeah, I guess you wow. were yeah. a youngster. Yeah, yeah. Is that your first touring you ever did? That was my first tour I ever did. Yeah, yeah. It must have been wild. And still the longest one. Wild. Yeah. Must have been weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't and imagine. Then we toured with the Sword in two thousand. We did a couple th- in two thousand eight. We did a cut. We did one tour. Yeah. And then we toured with the Sword. We were going to go to Europe, and then we toured with the Sword instead. That's right. And then we started recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, <laughs> uh, and right before, like after I had. Um, auditioned with you guys i don't remember how many times i don't remember if that was a multiple auditioning no, process or what or whatever yeah. but i wasn't really sure if i was in the band yet and i went to europe for to oh, that doom show everyone does i that. went to see pagan altar <laughs> and i met up with angelo in london before no you've been to the band by that time no i wasn't i wasn't actually really officially in the band yet really? i was still kind of waiting to hear if what? i was going to be or not yeah really yeah but you're with wow. angelo and uh, but i saw angelo was that a long period like the waiting period no. i don't think it was that long but like i thought we got you just played the, the sky, sky chariots, chariots. We like, dude yeah. that was awesome and then like we were like well we'll think about it and then we got back to you immediately i don't remember yeah. but i also remember being in sometimes i wait three days just because i don't want to seem too eager playing hard to get yeah. i don't, don't want to see no anxious. i think i was like i, like I had, right away i might be remembering this wrong but i think i was gonna learn a couple more songs i remember being yeah yeah that's right i remember that's being right. in uh like an overnight train we were going somewhere me and brian the singer from boston who i was on that trip with. on an overnight and train I was, I was learning the songs on the train oh no, yeah, yeah headphones. We, everybody seems to do that they like they come and do an audition for a band, and it works out, and then they go off to, to, to Europe or something. Remember Jeff did that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's weird. We're like, oh, he didn't die in a plane crash. Yeah. I think he went to the take Philippines. Take a gap year. to the Philippines. What? Yeah, you take a gap year, then you start Took a gap year. Start rocking. Is that what, that's what they say now, gap year. <laughs> yeah. Every college kid takes a gap year. But I went, to, I went to, to London to see, like, Pagan Altar and Warning and yeah. some big old yeah, I do. I doom remember metal show, you, and I met Angelo. I remember when, when you, you came in and, and you played... Uh, Sky Chariots, and we were both really impressed. It was just the three of us. And then Adrian was, yeah, you're right, because I, w- I remember thinking, I was going, don't say too much, don't say too much. Like, we, I think we want this guy, but, you know, because you did it really well, and you were like, Gonna scare and, me and he goes, thanks for giving us hope, Harry. And I was like, don't sound desperate, man. I mean, he's really good. <laughs> Is that but, what know, I said, really? You said, thanks for giving us hope, because we were so, oh, it was horribly frustrating. We had, bet, yeah, yeah. we thought we had that kid, Josh Jones. Oh, yeah, After yeah, yeah. Ruben, and he was fantastic. And he was Josh so Jones. good, but he, but he, yeah, but, uh, but he just couldn't commit to going on tour because yeah. he had some job parking cars at the Gold Club or something. I don't know what. 
He's like, I'm trying to get my life together, man. And I, so I touring, I don't know, man. I, I and we were worried he was going to be irresponsible. Josh Jones is cool, man. I see him so once in a while. He has, a, he has a studio. He's, in he's this kid. Uh, he's a black guy who's really like. He has a mohawk um, of well, several not, colors now, now, but he didn't back yeah. then. Huh. He's a really like pretty like young, fresh, good-looking black guy who's like very like, hey, how you doing? Like a like a really really upbeat. Okay. But was also, he in any, uh, was he very, very skilled musician? He wasn't in a bunch any of bands or anything. No, he, he played with blues. He played way under his ability. Okay. He played with these guys, these old sort of hippies who yeah, were okay. Cool. Yeah. But he was just all over the he place. He used to play with Hippie Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he played with Hippie Dave like anything. for years. He was like the guy. They'd be like, "Oh my God, we have to play with Josh." He was the most disorganized guy. Like he yeah. would always live in the practice space, couldn't get his life together, never had a job. Always, but he was super like, "Hey, Adrian, how you doing? I've been jamming with Dave down at the Retalk. A, a beat, yeah. Oh, he, the but like always had all sorts of problems <laughs> with his life where he couldn't get it together. You okay, know? yeah. But so with us, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy wants to jam. He's always talking about jamming during the day because he was always down there because he basically lived there, right? Yeah. And one day I said, oh yeah, yeah, come over here, and because I heard him playing or something, I was like, wait, shit, that guy's good. So I brought him in, but I didn't tell him like we needed a drummer because I was kind of uh, about him, you know, sketched out. Yeah, 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 he was sketchy. And I was like, hey, hey come still you know, I'm thinking about doing like this thin Lizzy. <laughs> cover thing like dude you want to try to do that and he had nothing to do all day so i was like yeah and i didn't at that time either he's like come on and he came in and starts jamming i said hey maybe you should learn one of ours i kind of scammed him into it sure and then he's like don't you want to do thin lizzie sign i said well you know i want to see how you do on this you know and he just picked up every, i mean instantly he was yeah, incredible yeah. yeah and he could sing and he could play guitar wow. he was he a good all-around musician yeah. incredible great yeah. musician and then i was like what do you think about just playing with us you know and he was like Oh yeah, that'd be great. But then he was like, "But I can't commit to anything because oh." And he well, he never else. really yeah, yeah, learned yeah. any of the songs oh. full all the way through. He like he was did, good at the parts. He was good at the parts, but I don't think we ever got like full arrangements. I did with him on a couple of things, like well, but, maybe but, you're special. No, well, actually, if you want to you know, talk <laughs> about that, then yeah, no, he he had several <laughs> songs in a row he could do. I mean, I knew that. Okay, maybe if he couldn't finish them or something, I knew that there's no question about that he could right right he right was so good right, but i don't think we ever had like yeah. like some, we I don't think we ever had like something where it was like the whole songs were like i don't know maybe not but but it was certainly got to the point where we knew he could do it no question when would this yeah. have been in 2007 right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. This is when and we're so at the then old practice space said, on i can't do uh, this or something yeah. and he didn't show up once that place? Yeah. yeah i like, do fuck and then we were just like so frustrated to the point where we had been trying out all these guys to the point where when you first called or I first called you or, you know, you showed up on the MySpace. That's how long ago. You remember <laughs> the conversation? We talked about this before. Where I was like, all right, look, man, do you think you can do this? Or are you going to waste my time? Or something I said something really blunt like that. Like, oh, I, th I think so. I don't do know. Do you remember that? Uh, it wasn't like. I, I do remember <laughs> talking to you on the phone and I was at the Millbrae BART station. Yeah. And I remember saying, I, don't I was, really remember I was the trying conversation. not to be rude because I was feeling very frustrated with all these yeah, guys yeah. that said, oh, I can totally do that. And they showed up and just fucked it off. Right. But something about your picture and the way you talk, I was like, this guy sounds kind of smart. I was like, all right, look, I have to ask you this. Do you, how do you feel about this? Do you think you can actually do this? Or are you just like kind of playing around? Are you serious about this? And you were like, I know, I'm sure I can do it if I have time to practice the songs. On the first audition, I don't know. And I was like, okay, that's all I need to hear. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you did. Actually, so I remember I, having a conversation about Oh my god, I haven't thought about this in double bass or since the time. Yeah, about doing like gallops, like double bass yeah, gallops. Yeah, and you were like, I'm not sure if I've yeah, done yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I can yeah. do that. Maybe I can learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that because I was yeah. just being super. I'd been, we've been through so many, you know, like ding dong guys coming. <laughs> like, remember that guy who came down here and he gave us those beer flavored uh, oh, uh, jelly beans? Oh, oh god, that's <laughs> oh, like supreme waste of time. Like he was a nice guy, but he was such a dork. He was just like, hey. 
Let's do Sky Chariots, guys. And he'd be like, <laughs> and he couldn't play at yeah, all. Yeah, he yeah he couldn't. And he's yeah. like, hey, I got you some. It was all big jokers. And he's like, I got what you these like beer the... flavored jelly beans for you guys. It was really. And it was the, just like, what's the thought process? No, that's what I'm saying. When no, someone that, comes down and does that, that's exactly yeah. what we were saying. Dude, for we, it's have so many. Oh my god, so many times. Someone has no so idea. They can play drums as well as I can, or yeah. something. And they go like, oh yeah, I can do that. I mean. Yeah, what is are you just thinking? And then I even call or? them and I go, okay, here's the song. Like, can you play this song? And they hear yeah. it. They hear the yeah. song and how the Greg or, for that matter, you playing. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And they think that they can do it. And they play as know. well as I could or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I, mean, I would yeah. never be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then they come in and they go, okay, well, let me give me a couple weeks to, to, yeah, to, and learn, then, to get this tighter. I, I realize what you come back need. and fall. And then they come back and it's the same thing. And I'm like, I think it's sometimes like your brain is like, well, I know how to do that. But it doesn't mean you can do it. I you know guess. what I mean? It's so, like, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, you know what it takes to do 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 do. Yeah, I know, I know how that yeah. is done. It's hard to get in other people's minds on a lot of stuff like that. You know, I think you call it delusional or it's something. It's like skateboarding. You know, yeah, it looks really easy to I mean, do. We, like no, a don't get me wrong. We've had plenty of people who came in here who are actually, you know, who can actually play drums also. Yeah. Who didn't get the job because their style or this or that or they weren't you know but i mean they can at least play drums you know sure you know but then we have some people yeah who just don't have any idea even how to play and i'm like right. and, and we can't we're not it's not to the point where we can be like oh yeah we got our agent to screen all these but no we yeah, just gotta yeah, bring yeah. him down and say you know oh god you've yeah. been through more of that than i have yeah. and i've been through hell with it you know so but you know what? It was worth it. So, because in two thousand and nine, yeah, we made nice a record. Nice we made a record, and it was called Ape Uprising. And this is uh, what I think is one of uh, one of the coolest things or? we the the three and four of us did together.
all his shit. But it was, hey, all right. He so that was um, that was the Ape Uprising uh, drum yeah, and bass tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys didn't even know I had that stuff. The rhythm tracks. Yeah. That was that was fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got tons of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It sounded great. I like it. And now we're know? speechless. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just took my breath away. We're gonna talk about it. <laughs> you made your breath come true. Mm-hmm. You don't want that to happen, right? You want to take your breath away. Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah, want your breath to come true these days. Yeah, yeah. I like how the kick drum is super loud on that mix. So uh, some tasty sounding. We won't talk about well. politics on the air. Boom. Yeah, we don't deal with that, man. That news all. Yeah, we got heavy metal to talk Other about. Other than to say that politics. there are some bad people on the rise here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> isn't that isn't that your boy? It sure is. <laughs> That's Moz, but he's been canceled. So what? Oh, he's been okay. Oh, he's been canceled. Mm. Okay, so when I was, th- I'm like you know, thought by many to be this old fogey curmudgeon guy, right? <laughs> Who was which canceled? Is, which I've been working on Morrison. for years. So people mm. only recently noticed this. Morrissey, of course, I have that in common with, I would hope, you know, but uh, <laughs> but someone said uh, you should be canceled or something. And I was around these. Someone said you should be canceled. Not me. Oh. But I was uh, I was with these younger girl women. As yeah. I often am, you know, sure. Not understanding. Everything a man, a gad about a man about yeah, town. Yeah. 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 A young gallant or whatever. You, sure. And uh, gay Lefario that I am. <laughs> sure. And 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 this chick said, oh, that's what I was with these two girls. Um. And uh, at like some incredibly late hour, like eleven thirty at night, you know, with these days that's really late, late, right? Yeah. On, her, on this girl's back porch, and they were talking about uh, how white people are the scourge of the earth and all this stuff. One of them white, of course, who has this horrible white guilt issue, and the other one not, you know. And, and they were like, "Oh, so and so got canceled." There was some woman recently who uh, uh, was a professor who was, I guess, Jewish, and so she looked very sort of. Almost Middle Eastern, and she claimed to be black and yeah. Mexican. You yeah, that was this. a big news. That was a big news story. And she yeah, said, yeah. "I should." And, and she had written, published academic articles. She was a professor about what is her name? I don't remember. I can't remember her name. Published academic articles uh, about Black Lives Matter, about being what is like growing up being black or something yeah. insane yeah. like that. And then she admitted that she wasn't, or someone found out. And she said, "I should be canceled." And it took me like the better oh, part I love of that an, stuff. The better part of an hour to get out of them what was meant by canceled. Because they couldn't explain it to me. And I think it's very simple, right? It's something about someone defriends you or something. And, of course, they gave me hell for not knowing. You don't know what that means? And I said, well, I'm old. They were like 30. You know, I'm like 50. You know, I said, yeah, I'm 50. So He is 50. So being canceled, you just said Morrissey was canceled? Yes. And that, that's not like being me too'd, right? That's a, that's it's a, similar. When you're but me too, me- it means you get busted or, or someone calls you out for doing some dis- uh, sexist thing, right? Yeah, yes, but, but never the canceled is more again. general. Can- oh, I've been told is, that many times. Yeah. Canceled is a more general term. So, like, if you were to be oh, me too, that would be subset. That's being, being canceled. Being me too is being canceled. So it's inside ah. the Venn diagram. But, being ca- of, yeah. but like, you would Analogous. be canceled if, like, Analogous. Morrissey, for example, has been canceled because he's like, he's really anti-Muslim and anti-immigration. He said some, yeah, some racist thing or something. He's like, he's kind was of like aligned himself with like the far right political groups of England and like Boris or no, no, not, no. I think it's like. I don't know Britain first or some shit like that. It's it's you know kind of na- nationalist. Has done that. It wasn't just a few things Brexit. that he said. No, no. It's he's pretty. He seems to be pretty, pretty serious about it. Yeah. Hmm. You yeah. see, I mean, obviously that's weird. But for Morrissey, is it weird? Because isn't I mean I always thought that he was such a contrarian and well, a very uninformed a musician about you know with the stuff he said about Margaret Thatcher and the stuff he said about Winston Churchill and the stuff he said about everyone. Yeah. 
Don't, isn't he a little, he's politically naive, right? Or he was, at least, for most of his... I, do, I mean, I think, I think being a contrarian is a big part of it, but I yeah. think at some point it becomes more than that. And I think... I don't know. I, I, I just don't think, like... Be careful what you say about Morrissey on the air here, because the world <laughs> is listening. See, Harry is a big Morrissey fan, and he sort of turned me into one, in a sense. Yeah, uh, and I still am a big fan. I mean... yeah. Um, of course, yeah. I still listen to. So if you're canceled, you can still listen to the music. Well, I mean that's that's up to the that's up to everyone to decide. Like I never canceled Michael Jackson. Yeah, I oh, mean, well. you well, know, what, 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 we, I'm still not sure what it means to be canceled. Though. It basically means like you're off the air and the metaphor out the, of the public eye and no longer relevant. You should no longer be supported, basically. But that's a very you've done general. something bad enough that. He has been canceled by someone. Who, could right? argue that it's like morally corrupt, irresponsible to keep supporting that person. Okay, okay. So he's been. So he's been. Um, so you can't just be indifferent to Morrissey or non-Morrissey. You have to be anti-Morrissey, as uh, to use a metaphor well, of current. So he he is to say he's canceled doesn't mean like I've unfriended you on Facebook. There's not any specific. No, no. There's not like a specific act you do to. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, 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 I don't think Morris is on Facebook, so. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but anyway. There's no, I mean, okay, so there's no one so specific pop culture act all hates to him cancel. Now, or, or cool people who used to like him, or whatever you call it. And him. I'd say, like, in, like, the... Does he still have the Latin vote? I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, you know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think Morrissey probably still has, like... <laughs> I mean, I will... Admi- I mean, I could admit myself that I'm still a, f- a fan of Morrissey. Like, well, I don't... his music and his... Yeah, yeah it's, and it's just so built into my... Yeah, DNA well, yeah, at this yes, point. Yes, because you, it's like, you grew up listening to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about this listening to. I was listening to Burzum earlier today. Oh, nice. And uh, oh, yeah, that's a good example of someone. Who's yeah, and he's a, like pretty much a complete a insane Nazi. idiot. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's pretty awful. But yeah. like, and I still, I still like his music. Yeah. And I, and you know, and well, I'm still I like, like Wagner, what? and he was a complete yeah, anti-Semite. Yeah. What the hell? You know. I mean, I'm morally conflicted about listening to it, but I there's certain stuff that is just like the only way I can think to put it is it's grandfathered into my, like. This all happened after I was a fan, and I, it's been so long of my. It's been yeah. such a big part of my life that I've been a fan that it's like, it just kind of it's it just never goes away. I guess no matter well, what. No, I do, mean I, I wouldn't know about somebody because yeah. I never liked Ted, New- Ted Nugent's music in the first place. But yeah. some people, <laughs> some people was politically like I never had a problem with listening to people who I completely disagree with on a lot of things. Yeah, like I mean that they're just like I mean, if the song has content. That might not be a problem. Like if there that's, was that's racist content. Yeah, that's, in that's how I feel as well. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I don't want to sing yeah. along with a racist. But, song. <laughs> but like Morrissey, okay, so he said anti-Muslim things. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's he's the bad person, but not on the rise. He's on the he's on the downfall. Mm-hmm. Is that really affected his? I, I mean, because I heard I would several so. times, but yeah. Yeah, I'd, I think yeah, it. Yeah. I think it probably has. It's definitely affected like his reputation yeah. for sure, hmm. and like the res- the kind of respect. And it's just, it's it's ironic for him, I think, because I think the Smiths and his solo stuff was such like a. I think his music was so comforting to like outsiders. Yeah, no, that's the whole point. And yeah, like, a lot of yeah, people stuff, who yeah. felt like they didn't fit in, which I'm sure would apply to a lot of people who are immigrants and who yeah. are deformed babies. You know, oh, that's what I was just singing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, no, I wasn't. No, oh, that was oh no, that's a different song. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting drug. That's, uh, that's September Spawn. Yeah, no, November see, I know Spawn, all these hits because I've been listening to that yeah, album hey, I told you about like um, every day pretty much. I've become completely yeah. obsessed with whatever that the hell that album's called that has the, the compilation of singles, whatever that is. Bona Drag. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I have it on my computer, and I and I just it just I just go to it all the time. But I, I used to hear it at work all the time. You listen like to that stuff on ago. your computer? Well, twenty five years ago, I had a job where someone was playing that record, and I was like, "That's Morrissey. That's that guy that I that I'm supposed to categorically hate, right?" Because right. when I was a teenager, you just it wasn't something you you, you don't have to give an explanation of why you just hate Morrissey. It's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. He's an ass, you know. I I did the pictures of him. You know, everything. I'd go to a girl's dorm room, and I'd see these pictures of this guy. I'd go, God, I hate that guy just by looking at him. <laughs> I'm, I'm so the opposite. Really I see pictures of him from the 80s. I'm like, I love this man. Well, back back then, though. Well, that could be worse. Well, I suppose I'm a different yeah, different age group, I guess. I so. had, it was, it was well, mandatory. I was a punk rocker. So yeah, you had to hate him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a punk rocker, you I had to like... You just hate Morrissey. You yeah. Know? And... Uh, but was there, then, was there never a punk Morrissey crossover? There must have yeah, been there a was. bit. No, no, no. There was. Yeah. There was. You know, yeah. sort of like, but a lot of hardcore people. When he did his okay. duet like with Henry Susie, Rollins. I guess, yeah. Yeah. might have been a, a good, good song. crossover. But yeah. I heard, I heard, uh, and I heard some of his music, and I thought, oh, what, I was at a party, and I was like, oh, that's that guy. Yeah. And I, I was introduced to the Smiths by these guys who, well, whatever. And, um, uh, I won't get too into it, but. but uh, too late. It was later that, yeah, that, that I heard <laughs> that album, that boned. Whatever bona fide, bona drag, bona drag album, and I was like, "Wait a second, these songs are really good." I, I just I heard the song right. I heard that, and, and then I thought it was like, "Oh, it's because I only heard the Smiths before, and they weren't good. It was more." But then I figured out that was wrong too. Smiths were Smith too. Songs yeah. were good. Smiths were great. Then I listened yeah. to his lyrics, and I was like, "This guy's great." And then I forgot about it for years until you came into the band, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's something there." I have to yeah. admit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got that record to give my nephew because I kept introducing him to all these weird things that he'd never heard before. Yeah. And I bought that album and I downloaded it on my computer, which I never did. It's the only album I've ever downloaded to my computer. I don't know why. I just did it because I got it. And then it's always on there. And I'm like, Morrissey. And, I'm, and I listened. And it's like, God, I don't get sick of it. I go, the more I listen to this, I don't get like, oh, I'm tired of that now. After yeah. three months, I'm like, these songs are... He's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's very, the like... are really good, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, just so, uh... I don't know, he's just such a singular artist, he I is. feel like, you know, it's... The other thing is about it is that, that he would, I don't know if he would deny, I mean, th- th- but the re- that's not the reason he got really big, I don't think, the content. People don't often pay attention to that. Like, he's, actually, it's because he's, in, he's, like, super movie star handsome. A lot of people don't even realize that. He looks like a fifty. He looks like Rock Hudson. He's better looking than super any. movie star. Well, look at him. I think that's definitely every period of his life, including now. Yeah, he looks incredible. The whole package. He looks like one of those guys, like Gregory Peck, or, or uh, you know, um, he's he's that. He has that much of a masculine, you know. I'm sure he'd look. love to hear that. I think that's like his. I mean, of course, I'm secretly hoping that he's listening in because <laughs> sure, sure, I really. Yeah. Wait, no. I'd imagine he's no, no. Uh, who's but no, I think that's definitely up? like. I think that whole. No, well, he has that style. Era is definitely like a big oh, influence, yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure, on the Smiths. Yeah, their whole yeah, aesthetic, yeah. their yeah, whole, yeah. yeah. Burt Lancaster, Rock Hudson, yeah. Cary Grant. He has that. His hair. He's not really into Elvis. You know, he has that. Right, right. But, uh, you know, he looks like uh, those posters I remember seeing in those girls' rooms. That guy's incredibly good looking. There's yeah. no question about that. Yeah. But he would never admit that that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to admit that that was really why he That's became funny, I never famous. really thought of him as a good looking man. But I know you don't. No, you but do. I guess, I it, yeah, it just doesn't then. really come into the picture. It doesn't, so no, it doesn't. Until yeah. you see if that picture that you had of a regular of him now is holding All a baby. the girls had posters mm-hmm. of Morrissey on the wall because he was a handsome man. Incredibly. He's aged he incredibly a, well, too. Yeah. He's all I think he's also stuff, so. I feel like it might not come into the picture for me because he's so downplays that side of things. Yeah, and and I and I think like is so guarded about his sexuality and yeah, about that, like that whole thing was so silly. Yeah. And about I'm asexual. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think there's <laughs> like a I think for like a lot of people there's a there at least was like a genuine sense of mystery to him. Oh and yeah. Like what yeah, yeah. this weird idiosyncratic 
anachronistic yeah, guy yeah, who kind yeah. of what does he represent? What is he into? Yeah. Like it's yeah, he's a he's we a had to talk character. about Morrissey. We did yeah. you, did you bring any Morrissey vinyls? Yeah. I thought about I actually thought I about actually. that earlier. No, I was like, didn't. man, there's some bad people on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a Morrissey lyric when yeah. I thought of it about like all this Trump stuff going on. And, I'm like, and ironically, he's probably into. He's probably into the bad people. He on would the probably rise now. say he's the kind of guy who would. Yeah, he's like like Kanye West or something. He'd pretty say, although he's a lot. Well, he's not Kanye West, but he he would probably say, "Oh, I like Trump," just to be a contrarian. Yeah, there's no for way sure. He really I've would. actually thought I've spent more time than I care to admit thinking about the parallels between Kanye West and Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. could be a good well, uh, Kanye combo West, I was if, say, they, if they did yeah, a, a record together. Say, I don't think he's anywhere near as smart as Morrissey is. Uh, I also think I also think Kanye West is genuinely. I, th- I think is bipolar or there's something well, there's maybe. some there's I think he has some kind of maybe yeah there's there's like a mania going Disturbance. on I don't think Morrissey does I think yeah. no, I think yeah. I think Morrissey really calculated. is he's not as spontaneous yeah definitely I think I think you're right that Morrissey is like a genuine contrarian and I think where you're seeing he likes to push people's buttons yeah. what you're seeing with Morrissey now is when that starts getting into like toxic levels Toxic masculinity. <laughs> oh, Morrissey is toxically masculine. Oh, we want to get into He's that. He's a toxic one. contrarian. Yeah, these are all these contemporary, uh, great uh, quasi-academic terms mm-hmm. about you know yeah. toxic. I can. That's another thing I can't figure out. What the hell is toxic masculinity? I have asked academics. I heard about students, and I always get a different answer. No one can come up with the same story of what toxic masculinity is. So they're like, oh, you don't know what that is? I, I had these. I was sitting in a, in a hallway with these professors, you know, like, uh, and they're like, I can't believe you don't know about that. And I go, I can't believe that either. Toxic masculinity. What does it mean? They had one answer. Another person had another answer. A student had another answer. A person at the bar had another answer. I don't think professors know the, the definitive answer any more than anybody else. What the hell is toxic masculinity? Dude, you want to know what is toxic ma- masculinity? Zool. Zool. Zool is toxic hey. masculinity. Oh, really? okay. This okay. is a song called On the Run. Yeah, you can write it.
So what, what was that that we were just talking about? Uh, if that was ambient music or Mallow not. I mean, Carpetan. <laughs> Mallow Carpetan. I wouldn't describe that as ambient. Actually, it's not. But there's an ambiance to it. Yeah, Mallow I mean, Carpetan. Mallow car- Cup or something. Remember those? Mallow Cup? Mallow yeah, Carpetan. It's on Invictus on? Records. Remember those? those are good friends of everybody, right? That was a kind of that was guys. a kind of candy you got. What is it called? Mallow Cups. What is that? Is it marshmallow related? It's like a marsh. Yeah, it's like a little marshmallow, <laughs> like Reese's peanut butter cup type arrangement. It had a yellow package. Uh, do you remember those, Adrian? Mallow cups. They were like a regional candy, and I remember my my. I've never heard of that. Yeah, in Ohio, my cousin wrote, uh, you know, when we were like in grade school, wrote saying uh, to the to the company saying, "I can't get Mellow Cups here in Dayton, Ohio, or whatever, <laughs> to see what would happen." And they sent her a case of them or something wow. like that. Yeah, yeah, we were whoa, dude! <laughs> you get them at Halloween, you know, when you get candy. Mellow Cups. Mallow cups. I know that's really. Yeah, I know, there's a lot of tangents going on here. We were talking about ambience, you know, Morrissey. Uh, male dot male uh, masculine. What is it? Uh, no, Culture what of masculinity. Was, what I was about to say is that I hope that Morrissey would become what I expect. What I what I hope. What I expected from Henry Rollins back when I was younger. I I would hope that I hope that Henry Rollins would grow up and and uh, become like a like a movie star lounge singer. You know, wear a suit or something like that. Like he'd evolve sure. as this true western man star guy but mm-hmm. well, i mean i like henry rollins like true this, western he, man. he just kind of stuck in his thing and stopped playing live because he couldn't do anything but yell or something i don't know what happened you know he wasn't um, his spoken spoken word no i mean i still like him for sure but uh, he didn't if i thought maybe he would like back in 1986 or something i thought oh yeah black fag will break up he'll do some solo stuff but then as he gets into his 40s and 50s he'll become more of like a like a dean martin guy or something or, a, or, sure, a, yeah. or maybe not that <laughs> but something more like he'll evolve and do different kinds of music and then he'll become like a serious Shakespearean actor. Yeah, I thought he had that in him, you know? He does seem like he has... I, I see what you mean, yeah. I thought yeah. that would happen, but it never did. So Morrissey, and I thought maybe Morrissey will... And he sort of w- would go and become some stage actor. Has he ever acted? Like, a, Seems like he could or Morrissey? would or would want to or something, you know? I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I think Morrissey is incapable of... Uh, Taking direction. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's true. Did, is that why he quits? Because Johnny Marr was telling him what to do at first, right? Or I think there was some sort of creative differences going on. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone anyway. wanted to go in more of a rockabilly direction. Yeah. Someone else did. I don't know. Yeah, who, yeah. I don't know which is which. Yeah. 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 So that thing we that record we just heard, mm. Mallow Carpetan or Mallow Carpetan. Mallow Carpetan. <laughs> yeah. Um, From Slovakia. Yeah. They. Uh, uh, we were talking about how that's sort of ambient, or maybe the production was like. Yeah, not, not too high. Yeah, it was ambient or lo-fi or whatever. Yeah, there, do you remember back when everybody was using that as a? I mean, it's c- totally hilarious to me that people started discussing. You know, Adrian and I are big black metal fans, so we know all sure, about this. Yeah. Well, I do know about how it became popular in America only because which one? Black. Which one? <laughs> which <laughs> <laughs> black metal. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black metal one. Yeah, the black metal one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, how, yes, how yes. Like, yeah. How like how uh, like. Back when it in the I would say in the '90s, because of course everyone heard in '94 it must have been. I heard this story, you know, about a guy who killed somebody over yeah. and, over, and yeah. then when he got arrested, uh, I heard what I heard is he killed someone at his concert. This Norwegian metal star, and then when they tried to tried to uh, um, take his blood at the you know and it was you know. Yeah, Varg, yeah, I guess. And then he said, "Why don't you pierce me with a sword or lance instead, or some insane?" Wow, thing. <laughs> I never heard that. That's it was cool. in the pierce book. me that's with that's your quite, lance. That's quite I, Claudius. A man said, hey, well, "No, no, man. he said that, right? It's some ridiculous shit." It was in that, you know, that book that that fucking white power guy wrote about. Uh, yeah, 
What was that called? Man's uh, Lords to of the Chaos man. is the book. I mean, am I am I am I, am I being wrong? No, that's all. That? That's all accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as far as I know, Michael Moynihan. Michael Moynihan. Or, or, yeah. Or wait, every time I hear that name, I think of who's the guy that the the, the, the Nazi guy from Texas who was going to run for president. This Chris. No. <laughs> What's his? The Nazi guy. I, I get, no, when I hear Michael Moynihan, all I can think of is a politician. Uh, but I'm actually thinking of. I'm uh, not sure. David Duke or something. <laughs> anyway, Michael Moynihan aside, that back they, in they both have that same Marvel Comics alliteration name. And the face. Peter Parker, they, Michael yeah, Moynihan, yeah, David yeah, Duke. Yeah, yeah, David Duke. Yeah, Clark yeah, Kent. alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Peter Parker, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the uh, fascist. Uh, no. yeah. So so when I when I heard the people talking about these catchphrase black metal things after that, not after the book came out, but after yeah. we heard that this guy said, "Pierce me with a sword or lance instead," you know. I've never heard of that. I don't know. What it was that in the is. book. <laughs> yeah, he said okay, something okay. like that, which is hilarious. Yeah. You know. Uh, or allegedly a sword said or that when they tried to take his blood to do some weird thing and when he got arrested for killing homeboy, you know. And they were in the uh, hot yeah. tub? When they were in the hot tub, yeah, they want to bleed him out. But anyway, he's, he was like, it's amazing you didn't start talking about leeches or something. That's a very mm. black metal sort of Elizabethan be, thing yeah. or whatever, what yeah. medieval thing you could do. So um, uh, people started saying, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, like, this is our ambient part, or some nonsense like that. When you, they'd have some staticky thing that you know, yeah. yeah. And I remember I still say, yeah, the bands yeah. I play and still say that. They still say that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They, <laughs> oh, that's our ambient part. You know, it sounds we're, like we're currently talking about the ambient parts that will be on our next album. Oh, good, Absolutely. good. Okay, yeah. so I would say like to some band in like 1996 or something, we yeah. do gigs because Slaufeg would do gigs with you know there was nothing. The only metal there was back then was Tough Guy Pantera stuff, which we did a whole episode on, uh, talking about. Uh, uh, black extreme metal stuff too, yeah. and then there was Slaufeg, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And everyone hated us, you know, as, as a result. And and we would go, but then then you know the black metal thing. So we sort of did get in the in the door in a way locally because of black metal, you know, because there was like this oh blackened like weird operatic, uh, and then Hammer's Misfortune was about to happen, yeah. and, and we was like oh black metal people like Slaufeg because they're raw and they wear weird paint and they you know. I think there's a bit of a uh, f- like a folk. Oh, music yeah, crossover yeah, yes. as well. I think yeah, that kind of, yeah. like the whole the Celtic sound of Slavic. I think also yeah, crosses over a little right. bit to like the no. They, that's why they, yeah, we started to get some traction, as they say. Sure. Uh, but then there's the this hype. band, these kids who were like in like '96 or '7 maybe, and we were opening uh, black the metal show folk for crossover. I don't know who, but we were both both our bands that's were on right. it, and they had had another band. One of the guys had been in one of those bands with John Gossard like that he had after Weakling called whatever it was called um, that we played with a bunch of times uh, and the name's uh, escaping me now Enslaved no John Cobb uh, John <laughs> what did I say John Gossard uh, nice try Adrian no the guys they played with us a bunch of shows up north they were quite good for what they were doing uh, John Gossard was Asunder yeah, Asunder yeah, yeah. there's guys uh, who had been in this or some go. other yeah, band before Asunder there was whatever yeah. and these guys and then they, they had this band that was like crustomatic whatever and then they they started being sort of black metal they're like a black metal like, yeah and they could, and I was like, before the show, I hadn't heard them. I was like, some kid, he couldn't have been more than like 20, in his early 20s. And I was like, well, what does your new band sound like, man? And he's like, I don't know, kind of ambient. Like, like, he said it like that. Mm. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of ambient, like someone would say in 1992. Like, sure. kind of funky, you know, funk. Okay. But it was so funny, I nonchalantly, <laughs> like it was hip. Like, he was just, I don't yeah. know, it's kind of ambient. <laughs> and I'm like... Kind of ambient. And this is when I'd heard that term. It became a catchphrase, and I'd heard it several times already. And, of course, I thought that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. But, but I mean, I, the way the way he st- and the way it was presented to me was like, I don't know, it's, you know, kind of ambient, like mm-hmm. the kids d- these days, you know. And I was like, wait, how does that, if you really think about what ambient means, 
can that describe your sound? I guess it can. That's a pretty vague. Of course, and then they played and it didn't sound ambient at all. Yeah. It just sounded like crusty punk or something. <laughs> well, ambient. But you have to say that you're ambient because that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ambient is a genre of music. Yeah, it's yeah, like drum, yeah, like, well, but like it's new not new age music. Yeah, exactly. New age, yeah. That's why black metal always or reminds me of new age music. Even more minimal than new age. It's you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. is it? I guess it is. Well, yeah, it's more kind of droney. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. Some drone stuff could fall into. Yeah, the I remember category. people people listening to to black metal, uh, in like in that same scene. Yeah, and and someone saying like, hearing it, and I felt the same thing. That sounds like new age music, and they're like, new age music. They don't kill each other, you know. And, uh, like, uh, that's, well, I, that's the most I definitely thing think there's like that people killed each other. I think, you know, I think there's yeah. a lot of new age black metal crossover for sure. It seems like there yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of think of of ambient as like I think when people use that word, they mean it's it's music that you can like space out to. That's how I think of it. Yeah, you can so space it's out like to black it's metal. might be. Repetitive. I certainly could fall asleep with it, it on easily and have many times. <laughs> it shows. Yeah. I would agree to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm on the black metal though. It's music that's more like the emphasis is more on atmosphere than musicality, maybe. Well, yeah, that's that's what I, I take away from it. Yeah, yeah. and that that makes sense. See, I get that, and yeah. I think that's fine. I yeah. think that's cool. But there's then, probably some then, sort of skill in then it. Then there's though, this weird you know? guy vomiting in the background over the van. That's on. the problem I always <laughs> took issue with. Is like, why are the vocals even there if they're not? Pi- I mean, I've heard your explanations of that. I don't know if ambient music too. is supposed to have vocals. Well, that's kind of the point that I'm. I guess that's kind of the point. I I'm would making. think that most ambient stuff that I consider ambient is more like instrumental. Instru- yeah. It is generally instrumental. Ambient music, super yeah, quiet. That's true. To me, ambient you know. is just more like the air purifier in my room. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's very great. Ambient. Yeah, that's and great. And see, I don't know why I'd go to efforts oh, to God, make that geez. kind of no. I mean, other than to like fall asleep or have whales going. <laughs> you know, ambient whale music would be. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I guess I'd seen so many death metal bands, and I know that was the, the ultimate sin was to conflate those two, uh, because at first none of us know the difference. When you first hear extreme metal, you're like, "Oh, that's just death black metal." What's the difference? Then you're like, "Oh, there's a big mm-hmm. difference." Mm-hmm. One guy goes, Arr! another guy goes, ah! you know, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> that's oh, pretty, oh, that's that pretty much sums it up." Yeah. Yeah, Cookie Monster <laughs> versus uh, Morticia being killed by or whatever it is. You know? So, but <laughs> yeah. like in in black metal, does black metal necessarily satanic? Yeah, that's what defi- That's one of the things well, that makes it black metal. Initially, that is what black metal distinguishes meant. it. But I would say it no longer does mean that. So, like this, this, um, this no, ambient anymore, black metal. No. This ambient black metal is necessarily is it's not like necessarily. Ambient, it's like a substrate of Satan. Ambient like black metal like is <laughs> not really like, a genre. It's like that one I'm level of hell <laughs> in Dante's, where, where it's like a substrate. It's like the most yeah. like you know. It's not very extreme. It's not like you get thrown down there in the flames, and then there's pitchforks being stuck in your ass. And then you get thrown into human shit. It's much more like. It's just like you know, your legs are burning in sulfur for a mm-hmm. long time, and it hurts a lot. But, but it's, it's got kind of a spa, the relaxing scream, feel yeah, to it. It's yeah, it's like sure. the hell spa. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, the hell spa, spa. But the hell spa. It's like the spa. Dante, the many levels of hell that he wrote about. Yeah. They didn't include the spa there. That came later when mm-hmm. Bard <laughs> yeah. Vickerness went there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, my understanding is that in the eighties, black metal meant metal that was satanic. It, but, so yeah, it would be Venom like Venom, Merciful Fate, was considered black metal. Yeah. But then, the, yeah. But I think. Merciful like Fate was considered yeah, black metal. Merciful yeah. Fate with Satan's host and, and bands and, like that. And Slayer was considered death metal at one point. That's true. They were like, oh, that's death. But well, I suppose I, I suppose Slayer I probably thought, could have fallen into black metal as well. I thought Slayer they were, was oh, speed metal. An overt least. I thought they were speed core. Wait, they, they sp- that was the original because I was in a speed core. I was in a band in nineteen you know nineteen eighty five. It started Heart of Darkness into eighty six, playing a lot of parties and stuff where people would go, oh cool man, there's a speed core band playing. Speed <laughs> core. Speed core. It was just one of the early, one of the, early the earliest types of crossover. Earliest okay. names. So like fast. There are many names for the same thing. Oh no 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 no. Speedcore. It doesn't make it. No no. Speedcore was when 
hard like thrash, hardcore thrash, for sounding metalish. Okay. And so it, like crossover. What, no, what about speedcore? Yeah. It makes it sound subgenre of crossover. Okay. Speed. The word speedcore. The, the term speedcore doesn't denote metal in any way, but but it is. It yeah. did denote. I mean, it sh- doesn't doesn't by by the by the meaning of it or the or the semantics don't do that, but. It it was ha- uh, when when it crossed into a little bit of like even Doctor No and COC. Is it possibly like, a, a mashup of speed metal and hardcore? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But we did. I heard speedcore before I heard speed metal, actually. But that could have been just my entry into the scene in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I was a teenager in the eighties, and Slayer was playing all the time, and everybody called it speed metal. Yes, they did. Yeah, it, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, maybe first of all, that and I was like, okay, that's what it is. There was that pre- no, like, nineteen eighty five. I don't think you knew about it. Was yet, that before anyone was saying? So, yeah. no, it was probably more like. 88. Yeah, yeah. But, but by then, oh, by then we know. Oh, yeah, by then. Okay, speed yeah. Core, I know I didn't hear about Speedcore in 1988. 85, 86 is when Speedcore. And the next thing you know, there was all the, there was speed metal, there was thrash metal, there was that. I'm like, wait, what's the difference? Just like I was with Death yeah. and Black. And the, the greatest distinction, or the, the, the most absurd distinction, is uh, Grindcore. Because Grindcore <laughs> is just death metal with lyrics more about disembowelment and less about. Oh, no. Wait, Grindcore is. Medically induced core. No. Grindcore is. I would say grindcore predates death metal. Okay. Grindcore is like napalm death. Yeah, yeah. But why like, is it called? What's the? Di- well, initially, I'm not an expert on grindcore. The lyrical content is supposed to be different. Yeah, a grindcore came lyrics, out of. You can tell the difference because they go. And you, you, oh, he's talking about. No, no, yeah. No, no. Grindcore, I, my understanding is kind of came out of punk and hardcore. So grindcore is kind of was initially. It was. It kind of came out of crust. Came out Isn't of. Isn't that like, power violence? I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I've I've heard the, the term power violence power for violence? years, and I have no idea what it is. Power. But I think they're probably a little bit, a little bit similar. So wait, grindcore. Grindcore traditionally, the songs were like thirty horror. seconds long. Yeah. They were like basically super sped up, like DRI, hardcore. but more, but more like. No, but it was a form. Have of, you heard like early Napalm Death or like? Yeah, it's more like metal though. It's not. It is, it but it's, but it's. I thought Simple. early Napalm Death was death metal. They became death metal later on. Well, okay, death. There's oh. definitely a thing where death metal. They talk about. I was wrong. Death metal. They talk about gore and disembowelment yeah, and yeah, disgusting yeah. enemas. And black metal. They talk about Satan. Mm-hmm. And then grindcore was where they don't talk about gore. Well, but they Napalm talk about like heartbreak. Yeah, sc- or, uh, scum was a, a big crossover for me. Yeah. When scum came out, I was like, I could. S- I think you could say early grindcore is death metal. Well, has sim- some of it like Napalm Death has similar themes to like Discharge or something. It's not where, about gore as much. Where yeah, it's I like it's it, yeah. kind Grind- of like Grindcore is more punky, I think. Totally, totally yeah, for yeah. sure. Grindcore came out of punk, really. Yeah. Um, and like that kind of crust yeah. scene and sound. The Again, punk, I'm not really an expert. The punks moved out of their house and their hair grew long. But then at, there's at definitely the, uh, at the Grind Old Opry. Yeah. You already know that joke. <laughs> but there's, cr- there's crossover because Carcass, early Carcass is grindcore. Yeah. But early Carcass is, yeah. is purely about gore. gore. Yeah, so and like medical. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, medically induced. Exactly. I yeah. thought it, but one thing I thought about grindcore that was cool, that name, is that, not that I knew diddly shit about what bands are grindcore or not, but is that that's the one thing. Uh, it, death metal, I was like, I get it, but I don't think the theme death metal. And also, people used to call everything death metal. Yeah. Black metal, well, True. Venom of the Record, but black, eh, eh, it was the difference. But grindcore, at least the word grind really worked for me. Like, it does sound yeah, like grinding music. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and that, yeah. Was, that, was, that was good. I think grindcore was less, I think, in like the late 80s, when when all this stuff was kind of was kind of happening, like death metal was a little more, death metal was more an evolution of thrash. Okay, yeah, where it was yeah, kind of yeah, more yeah, yeah. technical, more like about like 
it was more about like musicality and like yes. how how far can we push like yeah, how strange can we make our that. riffs yeah, yeah. grindcore was much more in a punk ethic of like yeah. these songs are short and simple yeah and yeah. often just sounded like noise basically yeah yeah you're I right grindcore is more noise yeah like like sore throat was sort of grindcore right I think so. I've never really heard sore throat. I think. Oh, okay. okay. But I, I mean, I you could you could that's generally. Rich Walker's early band, right? I think that. Grindcore. I think yeah. that's a very. Yeah, um, that yeah. That's a very broad perspective, to oh. say that sore throat <laughs> would be grindcore. Grind They're yeah. considered a precursor to death metal. Are they? Oh, I, I okay. heard that from well from Rich Walker. Who yeah, I don't. I know. But I also <laughs> heard that. No, I heard that from Jello Biafra, who said. Oh wow. He 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 came. You know, one of the appearances he made at our shows. Uh, because for a while he was coming to you know Slough shows. He was like he was like he said something it's to cool me dude. about what's up with this thing you're selling, what's up with this tour you're doing. I don't remember what is something. And I said, well, it's Solstice. And oh, Solstice, who's that? And I said, oh, it's the guy from one of the guys from Sore Throat. And he said, oh, I love that band. They were one of the precursors to death metal. Hmm. And I'd never thought that before. And then I asked Rich about it, and he corroborated that by playing me all these things that he did. It was kind of like ambient death metal. It actually was because it was very white noisy. Okay. But with the death metal like vocal and, and I'd say that yeah, yeah. that sounds like a descriptor of early grindcore a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can't even really hear what the riffs are doing. It's yeah. just kind of yeah. white noise with yeah, some yeah. blasting and See, things. I just associate early grindcore with those first couple of carcass records. Yeah. Because cause that I mean for me that was the blueprint. Yeah. You know, and everything that came after that was grindcore. But there I don't think there was any grindcore before that. Well, I think you could argue yeah. that Napalm Death Scum is the blueprint. Well, we'll have to do a Speedcore yeah. episode where we because I think that predates those first Carcass yeah. albums a little bit. Yeah, I mean, when Scum came out, that was a game changer. Yeah. I remember when it came out because all my the, well, my stoner friends all freaked out. Yeah, and they were like, D-, and then like the same like four or five guys brought Scum to school on the same day. Oh, see, when I never Scum got. Into, I didn't. Yeah, West Coast was a little. Yeah, I feel like we got the best things later too on the East Coast. I think. The best way to like identify a grind album is if you look at it and it's got like 40 tracks and it's half an hour long. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, a grind. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Post DRI sort of crusty, whatever. You know. Yeah. So I wrote you have it? Did you bring any? Uh, did you bring on, any uh, grindcore or black metal? Grind. I brought some black metal. Yeah. Uh, so we're not gonna open something. I don't care. We can do whatever you guys want. We're gonna bust out some black metal. Okay, right. let's bust out some more. We can just yeah, sure. right. bust out some more black metal. Shack metal. Let's touch base. Yeah, that's what okay. kind of catch. Let's have like a TB. TB catch base. They call it that in the corporate world. You know they that? do. Yeah, have a TB. Oh, the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I love the corporate world. Ever, oh yeah, Alan has come up with all sorts of because he's been working at Pandora. Yeah. All these cool corporate, like uh, Adrian knows some of those too. Like all the, there's always some new thing. Kudos or you know, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, robust, all that. You know. But Alan's <laughs> like when he first started working for Pandora, he's like, oh god, the most annoying one of all those is, hey. I want you to action that. Whoa, I've never heard like that. Like action that. You know action I mean? that. Adrian knows a lot. Yeah, yeah, of course. Action, like when that just like, mean to do something? When you come up with something and it's, it's just a, it's an idea, you're like, hey, what do you think about this idea or that idea in a meeting? And, and at the end of the meeting, they'll wrap it up. They go, hey, yeah, action that. It means like, you know. Go Take that idea, and, action and, it. And turn it into a reality. Yeah. Wow. Let's put it can on you just make it so. Can't you just say do that? What? Can't you just say do that? Well, yeah, but it's do the, the thing make we it talk so. About. It's the it's okay. Yeah. You know which one I don't like. The way you are constantly like, I want you to action that. <laughs> action that. On the opposite end of that I spectrum, <laughs> the one that I don't like is when 
is when so every, you know they're like oh you know we have this many things to do but we only have this many people and it's like oh you can't do that you can't do that and then someone goes maybe let's just put that in the parking lot yeah yeah, yeah. well never like, that either yeah and i'm like really in the parking lot put it in the parking lot yeah put it in the parking lot and i'm like well, eh. action that thing happened i th- i got to i got to uh bone up on my yeah. on my corporate speak yeah corporate speak yeah. yeah lingo we can do a whole episode on that like, a lot of school, like like academic versus that but mm-hmm. then robust was a big one for but that was conference speak that was like <laughs> what is robust oh I, you were the band when i discovered i went to some <laughs> oh are we supposed to be doing something here we had a song called robustus right yeah no robust mm. would be always like talking about some new program it was ridiculous this is like it's like it's a, all the, in every like um uh uh, uh conference we were trying to show somebody about some program. The improvements. Like the improvements. Seminars and they'd be like, it's a very robust program. Like I saw these two like tech guys, these two <laughs> IT guys doing teaching software. This year is much like more robust than last year. What does that mean specifically? And they came up and, oh my God, like each guy got up and they just said over and over, like it's a very robust program. It does this. <laughs> and the other guy would be like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's very robust. It, all it means is it has like, I know it's so stupid. All it means is it has like bells and whistles. Like it does this, it does this, it does this. It's okay. very Full of different features. And yeah, yeah. Which is not what robust means. Robust, robust means like full body. Yeah, know? healthy, right? Kind of like like coffee. Or, yeah, or I like robust like, coffee. Like, like coffee is what they used to use. That's how they used to tell you. Know. Yeah, robust. Yeah. And it, well, anyway, are we on the air? <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> no, is it? Is this thing on? Is it or not? I don't know. Let me see. We're not playing a song yet. I think we are. Yeah, it looks like it's oh, we're still, still on going. the air. Oh, we yeah. got all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll just finish this by saying this. Okay. Uh, is the, the, the robust thing like that one year at the at the at the uh, seminar at the or whatever cat, for these drum new camp? Pro- teaching programs? Yeah, these two guys, these two, I, and one of them I know and, and like a lot, but they kept saying robust over and over again. It's a very robust, robust, and I was like, total, just you know, industry lingo. Yeah, and then uh, it was about three or four years later. I think it was only three years later. Right? I'm not sure. It was. It wasn't that long, uh, and a significant time uh, had passed. And people, those things go in trends. You know, you're using one of those, mm. and then there's a catchphrase of that year or mm. that three-year period. And oh my God, the same guy got up, and he explained this new facet to this teaching program, and said, "Here's how you use this." And on and on, didn't say robust once, right? And other people yeah. were like, "What about it? What about it? What about it?" And he explained more and more. And then this psychology professor, you know, we were all sitting there, and our, you know, and and he goes raises a hand and it was so weird it was like you get paid for saying how many times you say this he goes um would you after the whole thing was over the presentation was over he raises his hand he goes yeah would you uh would you consider this program to be robust (laughs) and and as if you're not allowed to say it anymore or something the the guy who had said it a thousand times three or four years before goes he goes yes i would say that and then he goes on so anyway we're going to talk about this now And and it was like what the hell's the protocol? It was almost like that guy. You're not supposed to say that. Passe. You, you'll get docked pay for saying that. So he didn't say, yes, it is robust. He said, yes, I, I would say that. Okay, let's continue on now. One could say it's robust. And uh, yeah, I, no, he could, wouldn't say it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, wait, are you actually? I mean, I knew. Was the guy really... asking the question like fucking with him? No, he was serious. Wow. He just did. He, it was really weird because I was sitting next to this woman I work with at the time who we would joke about that. All the lingo. And you're like, like 20, yeah. 20 bucks and robust. And <laughs> What the hell? Like what? It's like you're not. Wait, it was almost like inappropriate to bring up the word robust because now we're on to talking about, uh, you know, platforms or something. Robustus. It's out of date at that point. This is in now. It's all like you know, this platform is this is is informed by this other uh, interface application, and you know, it's informed by this, and this is informed by that. Sure. Anyway, so anyway, (laughs) let's get informed here about this robust uh, black metal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. 
So what are we listening to, Harry? Uh, this is a song by Holder. H-U-L-D-E-R. That sounds like a composer from like... It's a, it's a one... Antoine Holder? Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Concerto. <laughs> Tell by the face paint that it is black metal. Yeah, definitely black metal. It's a one woman. Thing, like you know, black metal is just really about appearance. Is that is that is that what you? No, is that, is no, that no, no. no. But that's thing, part I, of it. Realizing you are saying, but it's that's part of it. That's really what's going on. In the same way that I, 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 a pair of white high tops might indicate a thrash metal band. Oh, okay. Well, there's no white high tops in the room yeah. either. There's Converse. Does that mean I'm in a Blink 182 uh, 90s? Is that? You tell me. The logo is definitely circumspect. It's definitely like circumspect. Too readable to you? Y- yeah, it's too. Yeah. It's too readable. It is very readable. That's it's a little too legible. And I it's agree. a different font. They shouldn't use that font. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a one woman black metal band. I think she plays everything in it. Oh wow! And she works hard for the money. Yeah. It's it's there's some kind of I think I think based in in the Northwest and in, in the States, but there's some kind of Belgian. It's like based in Belgian folklore, but it's, it's really it's very old school lo-fi kind of. It says dark medieval black metal. Yeah, that that sums it up pretty well. Is there it's like a little feminist black metal? <laughs> That's so weird. There probably is. Uh, you know, I would there's hope definitely so. vegan black, crusty black metal. Yeah, uh, there's probably. Th- I'm sure there is. Is there any like throwback ERA Gloria Steinem black metal, like like Equal Rights Amendment? Like we want to be a little retro. We don't want to say feminism. You know? <laughs> Nothing. No. <I've> seen. <laughs> but you want to say suffrage? Is this the Gloria Steinem of black metal? Suffrage. Suffrage, <laughs> the, suffrage the, of black metal. The uh, the uh, um, Susan B. Anthony of black metal. <laughs> Oh, it's got a great insert, though. Mm. I um, <coughs> I don't know what the words are. Holder does the vocals, guitars, and keys. Necron does the bass. Oh, okay. CK does the drums. Necron and CK in there. Necron Picking and Picking up the CK? rhythm section. Yeah, the, totally the rhythm section. Necron, uh, isn't that a kind of fuel? Like, the, you know? Is it? Tecron or Necron? <laughs> or we know it's a Tecron. Tecron gas station? Yeah, no, Necron. Necron something like that? Tecron. Or Nec- Necot? Sure. Necot is a kind of wafer. I what is that? It's a kind of like like French or British wafer. Like Don't get flex. a little Lance Crasher. Necot. For all the listeners out there, Mike was just flexing at me. Well, I was doing what? Flexing at me while he was talking. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I think about Necron. Intimidating me with his biceps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you. I didn't realize I was doing that. I'm sorry to have offended. That's toxic you masculinity. Toxic like. masculinity. That's in action. <laughs> totally toxic. You talk about Morrissey and Henry Rollins enough, and I'm going to yeah. start flexing. I mean, there's no way out of it. You know? So this is uh, second track, right? Second track, yeah. And it's 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 really cool, lo-fi, a little bit in the Burzum style, I would say, of black metal. Definitely not feminist. Then. I'm, I'm glad you're bringing black. I was hoping that you were going to bring sure. some black metal because I don't I don't have any of this stuff, and I think it's uh, really cool that you do. Probably got more of it than any one person could need. Black <laughs> yeah. How many Venom albums do you have? Two. Really? That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought we were gonna ask you. You know, when you come here, like I forgot to so far. Like, do you really like black metal, or are you just like trying to be cool or something? Both. That's the, that's okay. the beauty of it. <laughs> it kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah. It makes you cool, definitely. But you also like it. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So yeah, that's why I like Morrissey. Like, I like it, but it's also cool. Well, not anymore, but you know. Yeah. I'm trying to get in touch with some, like, other part of myself. That's what's interesting about Morrissey is I feel like he's possibly uncancelable. Uncancelled? Uncancelled? What? Possibly. Oh, yeah, maybe so. Possibly. I think, like, 
There's such a wealth of goodwill from the Smiths albums and from Morrissey's solo albums that it seems like... I guess no one's uncancelable, but he hasn't quite gotten to that cancel stage quite yet. You'd have to like strangle some efforts. puppies There's or something, There's a wealth of goodwill right? yeah. from Johnny Mars' guitar. Exactly, yeah. That. He's still riding, he's riding Mars' coattails right now. I would say that, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so this is Holder. The song is called Hexenzabat.
Solstice. No yes. What song was that again, Harry? I think it's called Toll a Thane. Toll some kind of some kind of old it's called metal Anglo Gaelic something or other. It's that on a really right? nice uh, orange vinyl. Yeah. Courtesy of Iron Bonehead Records. Hey, is there a catalog number on that? <laughs> hey, probably. <laughs> Here you go. Check out that catalog number. Boneheadrecords.de catalog number is IBP E8S. There you have it. There you go. That's the most recent Solstice record, and it's great. I love it. As I was saying off mic, the vocals took me a little getting used to, but now I really like that whole record a lot. You said it off mic. And that's that. You bounce it off mic. Yeah, bounce it off mic. Bounce it off mic. So, so okay, Mike. Here we are. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the uh, uh, episode yeah, here, yeah. and uh, about so it must have been about twelve years ago or so. We were uh, uh, we headed out on the highway and we were uh, driving like the wind. You're not going to talk about Flat Adam, are you? No, no, okay. no, no, no. We were uh, that we song were, lies. We were hanging out at the Motel Six. About George W. Bush. Lies. Oh, right. <laughs> I ended his whole political career, I think. Yeah, it's called lies. Yeah. yeah anyway, oh no. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? Motel Six. Yeah. You we, we, get were, we were cruising down. Yeah. We were ripping down we the highway. We used to stay a lot of Motel Sixes, and I was just smoking <laughs> joint in the back there with the cockroaches. No, I, um, I don't actually have to try to sound like Diamond Dave, you know. But um, we were hanging at the Six one night. We play Shakedown at the Six. We were hanging at the Six one night. <laughs> yeah. And I had a big fright. It was the next morning. Yeah. You had a big doobie is what you had. There was a steam rock fever happening in L.A. at the time. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. In L.A., exactly. Yeah. <laughs> where was the shakedown? Because we stayed a lot I of don't even know. That's uh, the thing. That's a good question. Sixes. I actually have no recollection. Wait, well, is shakedown... Was I there for the shakedown? Oh, I was yeah. there for the shakedown. Oh, yeah, you were. Yes, and then was. you said later... Oh, we forgot to write Shakedown at the Six. We came up with the concept, right? And they I used was to like, call right, you like a tour later or something. And we better uh, they used to call you Mr. Shakedown. So it was in 2007. Me? It was probably on the first tour you did, okay. that November tour. It was in the morning. There was mm. a guy with a backpack walking around uh, in the you know L-shaped, like uh, uh, on the on the. Boy, I miss Motel Six. I on the, uh, I love motels. You know, I do too. Yeah, 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 aren't they great? Motel, yeah. motel. I stayed at a motel over the weekend, and it was oh, really? wonderful. In L.A.? <laughs> yeah. In L.A. <laughs> in Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Steam Rock Fever in Pasadena. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're on the on the, 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 the sidewalk of, the, of yep. the motel down there, and he's walking around uh, going into rooms. I, I think he went into a couple empty, room, you know, open rooms where they're changing the sheets or whatever. 
He had a backpack on, and he looked like he was up to no good, you know. Mm. And then up to the no cop good. showed Suspicious up. All of a sudden. We didn't think he was. We were like, whatever. He's just some guy. And we were leaving. We were getting our stuff out of the yeah. refuge, right? And uh, and then uh, the cops showed up and started interrogating everybody. They asked us, "Hey, was there a guy down here?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so." And they went. They started going in and out of every room, and it looked all like SWAT. It looked very like seventies cop show. Hmm. And so I thought, I suddenly came into my head, like, Cops lie. Like with trumpet, you know, like, it just, it's, wow, that's what's going on. It's yeah. like, you know. And then, and you said, shake down at the six. Mm. You we know, were driving away, mm-hmm. you know. I you have no recollection of this at all. <laughs> Wait, you don't? You, don't. you remember that there was a shakedown? Not really. Well, you do, what do you think the song was about? Well, I remember that it, I remember that the origin was, Involved police at a Motel 6. Yeah, but you don't remember. But I don't, I don't, I I kind of thought I wasn't even, it predated me being in the band. No, no, no. Lost Nights. I don't think you may have seen. Lost Nights on the road. Just one of the many rock and roll blurs. Already like half asleep or you were out in the room or when it happened. Maybe you didn't see the guy or, but the cops were all there and we were driving away. I remember. I think Adrian was driving, which he usually was. And, and you were like, I was like, oh man, it's a total shakedown. And you were like, shakedown at the six, you know. (laughs) And and we, all, you know, we all bounced it off each other. <laughs> we got to do a song called that. Yeah. I can, you know, and then and then we kept joking about it for the rest of the tour. But, and then I think it was the sword tour when we were we were like going to Motel Six again. And you're like, oh man, we forgot to write Shakedown at the Six. <laughs> I was like, we got to do it. I think we wrote it on tour. Actually, I'm not sure about that, but I think we because it was sort of like, yeah, Shakedown on the Naked Highway Three. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward as far as yeah, and there's a little imagery about you know in the bathroom mirror the guys you know, the guy was running into the yeah, yeah. So, it's great though. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a good song. Good yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to close it out with some Shakedown at the Shake Six. Shakedown at the Six. This right. has been Slough Egg Radio, Killer episode number... Cantwell is with us this Consequence of Cantwell. Consequences of Cantwell Consequence. Cantwell Consequence. Cantwell Consequence. Cantwell Consequence. Thanks, guys. This was great. That was really fun. Yeah. Episode yeah. 16. Uh, once again, you can always send us your records and or albums or tapes or physical media to P.O. Box 191301, San Francisco, California, 94119. And in the meantime, be safe, uh, be well, and uh, be aware of your surroundings. Be vigilant. Mm. Be pure. Be vigilant. Be vigilant. Be behave. Uh, behave. All right. Do you, do you know that? <laughs> Torquemada, <laughs> uh, uh, Nemesis the Warlock. Uh, I do not. Be you know, out of that? Sounds cool, though. Oh, yeah. Be yeah. out of time. Be out of time. Yeah. Be out be of time. Be a consequence of time. Be a consequence of time. How could you not be? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>